Good morning. Good morning, all. <laughs> morning, Ruben. <laughs> I love, I love, I love that the, the sound of that uh, that track or the sound of the the harmony because it's it's called "Don't Rise," right? Obviously, it has right. that kind of like stretch in the morning. Oh, actually, maybe I'll just go back to sleep. That type of thing. Oh yeah. Babe. Oh yeah, pastor, you see the sun rising, the birds are flying. Don't rise, go back to bedroom. Hello. There we go. That was the great Scott Collie, y'all. Great mm. Scott Collie. That was his compositions, by the way. Um, that was on a, um, a release by Copal Collie Blade. It's a collective group that he's been playing with for many years. Um, that was from the album Perspective. From 2023, and uh, you know, a little trivia is that he also has a, one of his own s- solo releases uh, called Seven from 2017. Yeah. Anyway, here we are, spotlighting the great Scott Colley, y'all. Um, mm. And uh, Scott Colley, yes. Tell me about it, right? Just you know that tone. Well, we'll get into that. Let's let's give a little bio first. A little bio, right? And he's born. November 24th, 1963, you know, he began playing bass at age 11. At 13, he studied mm. bass at Monty Budwig, attended Eagle Rock High School in Los Angeles, where he studied under John Ronaldo. And after graduating from high school, he, he was got a scholarship to go to California Institute for the Arts and studied privately with Charlie Hayden and Fred Tinsley. Um, mm. In 86, he began touring and recording with the great, illustrious jazz singer Carmen McCray. And after graduating in 1988, he moved to New York City where this man's body of work began, okay? Uh, Well, maybe it began in 86 when he started playing with Carmen. Maybe a little before, but he has played with jazz notables such as, you know, Herbie Hancock, Tim Hall, Andrew Hall, Andrew Hill, sorry, Michael Brecker, Chris Potter, Pat Metheny, you know, as I said, Carmen McRae. Great Edward Simon, Brian Blade, Antonio Sanchez, Kenny Warren. I mean, the list goes on mm. and on and on. Mm. This man is should be judged by the body of his work. And, you know, as I said, you can just, you know, Google his name, check out his discography. You will see so much that he has offered to uh, the jazz world, to the musical world, right? Mm-hmm. Amazing. Scott Colley's taking all of my gigs. Scott, stop taking all of my gigs, man. I'm trying to play some with Chris Potter. I'm trying to play with Pat Metheny. Now, we're, to, of course, talking about the great Scott Colley, um, who has just been a staple on the scene. I, I mean, I, I first heard about him in the mid-'90s, personally, you know, growing up and buying. As soon as I knew the name, I was buying all the records that had Scott's name on it. You know, And we'll talk more about some of our favorite tracks. But, yeah, I, I'm so happy that we're here talking about Scott Colley today because he's just yeah. amazing and we get to listen to some great music right. and talk about what we dig about them it's a pretty fun episode well, i gotta say we're all about giving flowers while they're living um you Amen. know basis spotlight if you haven't checked out any of them before we have a few of them uh, mark johnson we feature we featured original veal matt yeah, penman Hurst. uh first yeah. and you know we have a, a list of folks we'll get to in time but let's hear some music right let's let's hear this man once more um we heard that uh, we said uh, you know up top don't rise uh, that beautiful tone hello 
Let's go to yeah. Mr. Day now. Uh, this is the name of a, a tune that was on uh, Scott's release uh, called This Place, uh, released in 1998. Um, yeah. uh, Mr. Day's uh, Coltrane tune, as far as I know. Yes, it's on. I think uh, from Coltrane uh, plays the blues. That's right. That's right. Isn't and, it? Yeah. And it, uh, it features Chris Potter on sax and Bill Stewart on drums. Some, you know, long time companions, musical companions. You can see their names together on many recordings. Um, but anyway, you know what I, you know what I was think, you know what I was thinking, Ruben. Sorry to interrupt, man. But I think we should play the beginning of this. Like we'll hear the melody, of course. But then also hear them grooving. Like they have this dance, this interplay that's happening. Yes, I love it. We should hear a bit of that. But I got to say, mm-hmm. he takes such an incredible solo later in the track. We really should, we should bring that in too. So apologies to Mr. Chris Potter. Right. We're going to skip through. We're going to skip through some of the soloing, get to Scott Colley soloing here. But let's, let's play some Mr. Day. It's all about the bass. Thank you. 
That's a lot of bass right there. That's a lot of bass, Ruben. Dang. Oh, oh my gosh. Man. So, hey, I, I always take these notes when I'm listening to, to music, especially to these tracks before we, you know, vomit bass. Um, yeah, seen, what are you have, thinking? Have, have, you seen, have you seen Scott play before? Live at all? A few times. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I would need to think about the context, but he always... So something that strikes me with Scott um, visibly is he looks like he's... He always, to me, looks like he's barely working. Yes. He always looks like he's barely playing the instrument. Yeah. But of course, he's just ripping it to shreds. But yeah. that's something that I um, definitely notice visibly about Scott when he's playing. Well, it's I always feel, you know, he has a very own orthodox kind of a technique, or at least the way it looks, you know, we to mm-hmm. and and it's very his own thing, I feel like, you know. And but it's mm-hmm. you can see it's very studied also that 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 he, you know, he didn't just come to this just, you know, over, over overnight, you know. <laughs> right, sure, yeah. And <laughs> and cuz the, the you know, his his intonation and his, you know, um his intent when he plays the instrument is is always spot on, you know. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, I put a couple of notes saying he's patient and he's a very patient and adventurous player. I should say relaxed Absolutely. also, very relaxed. Definitely. His, you know the way he, he he goes about you know playing the instrument. Um, but I, I, one I, of the big words I, that came to my mind was was clarity. He yes. just speaks. There's nothing. There's nothing throwaway. Uh, about mm. what he's doing and everything True. is really like like mm-hmm. the articulation the sound everything with it he's very very clear with yeah what he's and 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 just the the his time anything he play as to your point the yeah. unwavering kind of time feel oh yeah i remember you said mm. you don't like the, that word time feel right did you say that to me anyway the feel and it's 24 way, i'm letting it go the way he plays okay. In the time, it's it's never rushed. It's never behind. I mean, maybe it's intentionally maybe yeah. behind at times, but it, it's it's very uh, yeah. I, I I it's hard to even put into words, but I, it's it's always amazing how consistent it is, though. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, the absolutely. The proof is in the pudding. That's for sure. The proof is in the pudding. That's for sure. Always know? always feels and sounds right, man. Mm. So that's that's where it's at mm. for sure. Mm. So he's got yes, just um, I mean he he checks all the boxes that we can talk about. You know. Great sound, great articulation, really pointed sound. You can tell. I mean, there might be some times where if, if I heard, say, a Scott Cauley solo, I might be uh, tempted to say, oh, this, this sounds a little Dave Holland-esque. Yes. I don't know. Do you think what some of the intervolic stuff that he's choosing and some of the shapes that he's dealing with? I would say even more Charlie Hayden. Ah, interesting. Uh, yeah. Definitely Dave, but more even more influenced Charlie, maybe tone-wise. Definitely. Sound wise, for sure. You yeah, know, definitely. Um, and obviously, he did study with him. Uh, yes, so I think like that that like a bridge between both Dave and 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 Charlie. You know, I think this next track will really highlight that as okay. well. We're gonna check out uh, "Besame Mucho" uh, mm-hmm. from a great Jim Hall album. Mm-hmm. It's just Jim Hall and basses. So talk about an album made for this podcast, Upright Citizens. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's amazing. But, uh, you know, one of the notes that I uh, had written down when I was hearing Scott solo on this uh, was that he, he was, to me, evoking kind of a Red Mitchell, Michael Moore, which would also kind of fit in perhaps to that, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I don't know. He had some type of phrasing that really was making me feel like a little bit of Red Mitchell influence. I don't yeah. know why. Right. Maybe just the way he was dealing with it. And that's particularly in his solo, but we're going to check out Scott beautifully playing the melody of Besame Mucho mm-hmm. with Jim Hall as a duo, mm-hmm. and uh, they do it in 5-4, and 
And you got to check out our playlist because when they go to the solos, they don't stay in 5-4. But it's amazing. And then they go back to 5-4. Anyways, it's beautiful. Here's Besame Mucho, great Scott Colley with Jim Hall. It's just, I think, I think for a long time, personally, I've always stro strived to play melodies and soloing like a vocalist. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Scott kills that. That's, I mean, to yeah. me, mm -hmm. that was so lyrical mm -hmm. and so expressive and nothing extra. Do you know what I mean? There were some flourishes and ornaments and things like that. But, man, that was just beautifully set. I, I, not I, I, a lot. He's not playing a lot of notes, but he's playing them so well and so beautifully. Here's the thing. Um, he's hmm, he's had an extremely consistent like tone touch mm -hmm. throughout his recording career. I think it's kind of uncanny, like that you can know exactly it's him from his touch and from. And also from the way he plays. And and the thing is, I've seen him play on... New, I mean, there's a lot of bases who've done this, but him in particular, I've seen him play on a lot of bases. That's okay. not his. And it sounds exactly the same. So Crazy. weird. So I I have a, a funny little p p piece of trivia that I think about now, and I, I giggle to myself. I was on a, <laughs> on a, on a, a little, like, you know, I don't know, string, soul-searching... Uh, journey many years ago, and I decided it's like okay, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna change things up. I wanna change things up. I'm All gonna, right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna write up some of my favorite bases who I know personally, and ask them what kind of okay. strings they're using. <laughs> so I, I think I, I hit up maybe Christian, Scott Colley. I think. Larry Grenadier, and maybe one or two others. I can't remember right now. But they were all so gracious with their answers. They were like, oh, I'm using this, you know. And I know S Scott plays a parastro, I think. Maybe it was Eva Parazzi's even, I think, at that time. Ah. And he was like, well, yeah, this is what I play. It was very short and whatever, like everyone's comments, you know. And <laughs> when I think back, I'm like, what the hell were you doing, Ruben? You know, I mean, it was, I, I'm glad I did it, but you know what I yeah. ended up doing? 
I actually tried some of what he he told me. I think even uh, what 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 Larry said. I can't remember what exactly, but I ended up staying exactly where I am today. <laughs> nice, I love it. But now you know. But now you know. You know what I mean? I was like, oh wait. I mean, not to say my sound is any better or, or anything like that, but it's just so funny when I think back. I just remember this story. You know talking about sound and consistent he's had that same strings or whatever that he uses on his instrument at least he's used yeah. a lot of the same stuff for a very long time you know that's uh, that's really cool yeah I, that makes sense that makes sense to me and i just got to say you know most of us go to reddit or talkbase.com <laughs> or you know the internet to find out stuff like that and that's to me that's just mind-blowing you're like ah you know i just hit up larry and christian and, yo what kind of strings are you using to me, that's mind blowing, Ruben. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, that could be a whole episode. That's talk, incredible. Talk but, about but base what you're privilege. Saying, what you, I, that dude, or yeah, stupid, amazing. or just dumb. <laughs> no, that's incredible. But I love the fact that you just stuck with your thing, anyways. Because Ruben, I mean, that's I. Uh, I would be surprised to not, I don't you know, know, have people thinking about that in terms of you. What kind of strings is Ruben using? Do you know what I mean? For right, me, that's right. yeah. equal equal footing, but. That's just a. Uh, that's really cool. Um, Here we are. I like the Eva Parazis too, and I don't sound anything like Scott Conley. So. Exactly. <laughs> well, that was also my point, right? When I like started playing them, I was like, I, I ain't getting the same shit that he's getting, so I will go back to this other stuff. <laughs> this is not the easy answer I thought it might be. <laughs> exactly. I didn't quite oh, say that part. I don't. Want, maybe I didn't want to admit it just now. But anyway. Well, <clears throat> well, while we're talking about Scott's amazing sound, like yeah. um, let's go to an let's go to another album. More Chris Potter here. We heard Mr. Day with Chris Potter from Scott's mm -hmm. album, but let's let's dip now to Chris Potter's album Vertigo, mm -hmm. uh, which is uh, this is one of my I don't know this one this this album really made a mark on me back when it came out. I listened to this a ton. It's amazing writing, amazing playing, and um, it was almost after the fact that I realized that it was Scott Cauley playing bass. I think this was before I was like. Dang, who is that? Uh, Vertigo. That's the name of the album. And it's also the name of the track that we're going to play here. It starts off with a beautiful intro by, of course, Scott Cauley. And so we can hear some of that amazing sound and adventure some ideas. Mm -hmm. And uh, he sets it up into the track, which is just beautifully written. I'm going to stop talking and press the play button. Let's <laughs> listen to Vertigo. There we go. <laughs> Thank you. 
There's just so much, so much energy in there. I love how how Scott is opening it up at the beginning with this energy, and it's, you know, the track is Vertigo, and I was thinking, you know, I I do think associations with names and titles and stuff like that. I think it's had to have influenced at least some of the writing and perhaps some of the intro, but there's definitely this like kind of uh, I don't know amorphous floating type of vibe to me mm-hmm. in the intro like that it is a bass solo in the first place, so that kind of happens maybe by default, but what a sound and particularly like the end of i don't know like to me i was really sticking on the length of his notes and hearing the end how he's ending the notes especially because we have that luxury when we're not hearing him you know with a lot of drums or other instruments and what a beautiful just warm inviting sound and this track definitely highlights his fluidity we talked about unwavering time earlier but also his just fluency in his rhythmic fluency you know yeah. he is playing so effortlessly and so clearly through all these different time changes as is everybody in the band but but particularly the hookup he's got here too with the great billy drummond mm. uh, i i think is really interesting to yeah. uh to just dig into and listen to them you know cook together so much fun but i know that you had a when we were talking earlier you had mm. some um you know, some ideas about Scott's relationship with different drummers. What, well, what do you think? I mean, of it? you just said Billy Drummond, you know, one, one of the first mm-hmm. works I think we both, you know, <clears throat> knew him from, uh, from early on was with, with the great Andrew Hill, right? He played with Andrew mm-hmm. Hill for yeah. quite some years with Billy mm-hmm. Drummond, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, just doing, I, I mean, I've listened to Scott on many recordings over, you know, the past couple of decades, but obviously, you know, Digging a little deep for this, you know, for this episode, I yeah. started to listen. I've lost listen to probably a lot of recorders I didn't, you know, listen to before. You know, especially with a you know, mm. so, you know, a little uh, magnified ear. And yeah. of course, it goes back to kind of what we always say about the drummer and the bass hookup. You know, how the relationship right. between the bass and drums are. You know, uh, it's a pivotal thing for most groups, and. I have five drummers that I think I've heard him play mainly with through on yeah. all these records. That's the great Billy Drummond, mm. uh, uh, Brian Blade, probably half yep. the two half of the <laughs> the recordings. <laughs> Bill Stewart, yep. maybe you know another twenty percent. Clarence Penn, and and, and Antonio Sanchez. You know who knows who actually got who you know who the gig right. I hate to say that usually it's the drummer gets the bass player gig. <laughs> you know, Could I be. mean, this is a great, you know, great trivia. Here, I just was talking to, uh, oh, wow, I was talking to Jason Moran, or I was who I was talking to, Chris Davies, was playing at the the Village Vanguard, and um, she mm-hmm. said, "Oh, I've been playing with Jonathan Blake, the great drummer Jonathan Blake." She said, "Who do you like to play with?" And he was like, "Bob Hurst." <laughs> she, he was like. <laughs> She's like, okay, I've never played with him, but okay, let's get him for the gig. You know, I can't, <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine how many times that has happened with drummers. They're like, mm-hmm. mm, what I play mm-hmm. with? So you got to be in good with these drummers. Unfortunately, bass players, as I'm, try- that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Stay in good graces with these crazy dudes and make the best music you possibly can. Hello, hey. dropping the mic. I'm dropping Amen. the mic. Ooh, I love it. Dropping the mic. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. And speaking, you know, you mentioned Andrew Hill a minute ago. We have some more tracks and uh, we have a Scott Colley playlist that we'll link in the description here. So click below and check out because uh, Billy Drummond's on that album Dusk that we were listening to earlier, oh, which yeah. we don't have 
we have so many Scott Collie tracks here we don't know what to do with. So that's right. why we're making the playlist. And you can totally. go dig around and see what you like. But these are some of our favorite tracks. Mm -hmm. And yes, indeed, more stuff from Scott's album, This Place. A little bit with Wolfgang Moosebeel, Joshua Redman, Andrew Hill, of course, and some of Scott's mm -hmm. own stuff. So check yeah. out that playlist and let us know what you think and what is missing from that playlist. I mean, there's, there's like? a whole bunch missing. There's <laughs> a whole lot, <laughs> right? Which, you know, but yeah, it's so we can have a 30-minute episode. We decided to just pick a few. And with that, I think we're going to go out with a, a great track um, from that Wolfgang Musebill uh Scott Colley and, and Brian Blade recording uh, called yeah. Angular Blues from the year 2020. Um, it's uh, a song called Canon in 6-8. Um, mm. And I think we're going to let this one ride a little bit. Um, but again, we thank you for coming on this Upright Citizens Journey. Upright Citizens yeah. Journey sponsored by Open Studio. And, Hello. Uh, <laughs> we hope to do some more basis spotlight uh, in the in the year to come, and uh, yeah, let's do this. I I don't think we have any problem with that. There's so much good bass out there, and so much great music out there. Oh, but I love this particular track, and this. Mm -hmm. Thank you for hitting me to this album because I've never checked this out before, mm -hmm. and I love it. I love it. So yeah, here it goes with Canon in six eight. Thanks for listening, everybody. Take care, and we'll see you real soon. Peace. Oh, <laughs>